Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. This is Sam. Um, guys, sorry I couldn't make it on this episode, unfortunately. I'm not securing any bags, but I do have um, responsibilities. Praise God. But today's episode is going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. As you know, the boys are always going to bring the fire, bring the word, bring the heat. And we have a special guest today. Um, obviously, can't tell you who it is now. You probably already know by the title. But either way, it's going to be a great episode. She's not taking my spot, um, but she is for this pod. So just stay tuned, fasten your seatbelt. Get a cup of water, get some popcorn if you're at the gym, sweat your, uh, wipe your sweat off your forehead, whatever you got to do. It's going to be a great episode, and um, I'll see you guys on the next part. I love you. God bless. Say, man, it's the Greater Podcast. The crew is back for a full by four episode. Yes, sir. It's your boy, it's your boy Moses here, Mo Legend. This game, you know what I'm saying? The blue guy. And this is Remy. No long intro, you know what I'm saying? Just, why are you talking like that? My voice. And then when you hear the sound of my voice, you why know, are you, Remy. Why are you doing quiet? You can't be doing this. Because I just want to appeal call, to our listeners. To you feel what I'm saying? Appeal to our listeners or appeal to. Wow. Anyways, we got a special hey guys. guest wow. in the building. We got uh, in the building the lovely Jess Finesse, the amazing, the extraordinary, uh, has joined us. How from, do people introduce you usually? Like, yeah. I mean, let, let's let's let it be frank though. We yeah. we cool with Jess. Like, Jess she vibing. <laughs> she no not cap. like she didn't come in here like a star. Like, no she cap. came in here our man's. So oh, she asked for sparkling water and like you know Jesus. crumpets, but sparkling water is nasty. Sparkling, sparkling water is absolutely nasty. Disgusting. Can you shake my hand for it? Just however we I can. Don't knock Thank the you. Yeah. Sparkling water is disgusting. Yeah. Corporate America loves it for what reason? Yeah, I don't know. I can't fade it. I actually start conversations in the office. This guy regarding... is talking about sparkling water. Right. Why was All right. Supposed back to, intro, to right? our yes. guest. So, okay, hey, Jess. Jess. Yeah, please, man. man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What's goody? It's weird because y'all already know me. Yeah, um, but, it's, it's but this is under a very different context now. Um, I think it's been ages since I've seen Gabe. I man. saw you like what? Last week? Yeah. I'll be, be buddy, buddy. My that's, that's, that's my man. That's my guy. Um, and then Moses, I I knew I know you because of Remy, and then I've yeah. seen you in passing. But mm. um, I think the first time we met was in Remy's car. For real? Yeah, it sounds so it was. It was it was in Remy's car. Where was we going? We was coming from uh, you know Sam's thing. And then uh, we're giving okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's definitely two years ago then. Yeah. Ago, bro. But okay. you know, back to you. Yeah. What's good? Tell the people about yourself, not us, but them. How you know? You're only in town for for a little bit, and where are you going back to? All right. Um. So, in America, y'all call me Jessica. Um, <laughs> in America, yeah, in America they call me Jessica. Wow. Um. But um, my name is Jess. As y'all heard, they call me Jess Finesse. Um, if you want to be proper, proper, it's Jess Jess Finesse. There's two Jesses. Mm. Um. This is really weird. Where did that joint come from? I'm Jack. Okay. A uh, quick story. So. Um, I moved to Nigeria for the, technically the second time, but like the first time as an adult in 2016. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a shoot, I was doing a collab with someone and he had brought his friend to like, I think help style the shoot. And um, this person's a very important person to me. Unfortunately, he has passed. But after the shoot, Dang. he called me. He was just like gassing me. He was like, you know, just, just finesse. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's really cool. So 
I don't think it stuck until after he passed because I think he used to introduce me to people as just just finesse. Uh-huh. And then when I started to like um, really immerse myself in, you know, the millennial new gen cultural media entertainment space in Nigeria and I needed like a stage name, everyone used to call me just just finesse. So it mm. just stuck. So my stage name and when I do business and my brand name is Just Just Finesse. Mm. Um, and that started in 2016. Um, rest in peace, Uzi, who's someone who basically, he's the one that introduced me to like, if you see Poppin' Lagos culture, yeah. if you see those of us that curate it, he's literally the one that introduced me to that culture. If it wasn't for him, I would still think the whole of Nigeria is bush. Um, <laughs> I would still, Man. you know, be like, there's no business for me being in Nigeria. But once he showed me, like, there are people who are just like us in Lagos. Yeah. Like, it was a wrap. So, so could you tell yeah. us a little bit about this business and the branding and the shoots and everything that you Or what, what do you do? Discussed. Yeah, no humble humble. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So if we got to be technical, technical. Um, hey, Hope. Hey, guys. So sorry um, if you can hear. Every mm. episode. <laughs> uh, she loyal. She part of the She team. loyal. Basically. Sorry, go ahead. She going to hear the podcast. Um, so basically, I'm a cultural and lifestyle influencer in Lagos, Nigeria. Mm. Um... I'm heavily associated with like millennial culture, counterculture. They might say we that be rebels, but there's a term that is um, popular in Nigeria called alte, which is technically means alternative. So it's alternative music, alternative fashion, alternative lifestyle. And it's weird because like if if we look at it, like if the average, let me not say the average American, but the if the Westerner looks at it and they see these things, they're like, okay, we see this all the time. Like what's new? Yeah. But because it's being like, being done in Nigeria is yeah. it's mind blowing. It's like, oh my God, what are you guys doing? How dare you yeah. not do what the norm is supposed to be doing? So I'm heavily associated with that culture. Mm-hmm. Um I promote it. Um I my basically my lifestyle and my brand literally I would hope encourages young people in Nigeria um to say like, yo, this is how they've said we need to do life. Mm-hmm. But we can do life like this and still be successful. Right. Um, and then I'm also on a podcast um, called the Loose Talk Podcast. Mm. Um, there's the biggest four of us. podcast in Nigeria. I mean, that's what they say. I haven't, you know, I <laughs> that's don't. That's what they say. I don't. Yeah. I don't that's bother myself looking at metrics. Um, mm. But that is something. It was really weird because when they asked me to come on, I was very skeptical. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, I prayed about it and I was like, God, does this make sense? Like. You know, I don't want no one talking like, oh, you're on this type of podcast. But I honestly think that's like one of the best decisions I've made um, since moving to Lagos because Mm -hmm. it allows me to really tap into mainstream Nigeria culture, Mm -hmm. um, which is something I'm not going to say I struggled with that. But definitely when I first moved to Nigeria, I was always looking for, okay, who can I relate with that is like me? Right. And then you're looking for that type of, you know, safe haven in a country where, people are like going on you because you're not Nigerian enough or they're going on you because you look funny or you're, they're going on you because how you dress. Uh, so I was very <laughs> like, like, let America. me... Let me, yeah. let me interject for Go a ahead, second, sorry. bro. I think it just reminds me of something I get upset about, right? So like, I just think about the fact that like, if African-American, you know, or American-born black people mm-hmm. went back home, you know, to Nigeria at least, yeah. Yeah. they wouldn't be welcome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, yeah. they just mm, be looking... Yes and know, no. I think Nigerians they love foreign things, bro. Right, but it's like sometimes I guess the mentality at times in certain places can be taken advantage of because yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, like, oh, you're not really. I just, I wish that there was more of, you know, and I can't talk about it personally because I'm not back home, mm-hmm. you know, receiving people. Mm-hmm. But like, I just wish there was more of an embrace 
you know, that would welcome right. more people to, yeah. you right. know, Nigeria or Nigeria or whatever. Yeah. So you really gotta giant. have tough skin yeah. to live there. I'm not about to I'm not about to hold nobody. You definitely need tough skin. But yeah, we're gonna get into it. So yeah, Jess Jess Vanessa has joined us. Sam is um, not with us today. He it was actually here he was with here. us. He was actually he was here. here for a few minutes. Yeah. And as you Believe heard from us. the intro, yeah. you know, he left some kind words for you guys. Definitely. But yeah. Sam will be back once again. And we love him, you know. That's the bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam said we just start I, saying I love you more to each other. I know. Yeah, I, I know. love y'all. This guy loves words of affirmation. All right. Stamp. But nah, shout out to um, everybody listening to the last two podcasts, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, by this time when you're hearing this, we would have... Uh, two different podcasts that have dropped before this. Yeah, um, this guy's making promises already. Nah, it's cool. It's set to drop on Monday. Yeah. So, the, so the most recent one uh, being with Pastor Chris from uh, Grace Capital City. That was a good and, one. Yeah, it was a good one. Just talking about like mentorship and leadership and uh, discipleship. discipleship and what kind of what it looks like mm-hmm. nowadays, um, even with how culture has gone um, with faith and Christianity and all that type of stuff. So it's, I mean, it's really good. Even. You know, I, I know a lot of times we talk about discipleship and it sounds, you know, like such a big word or a word that people don't really understand. But um, I loved how he was able to just break it down and really tell us like what it looks like to yeah. really walk with people or lead people to Christ and or not even lead them to Christ. But, well, yeah, lead them to Christ as you're going the same yeah. way. Right. So, what like, church mm-hmm. does he head to? Head? Again, uh, Grace Capital City. Yeah, Grace yeah, Capital yeah, City yeah. in DC. Yeah. So yeah, I, I plan on checking it I'm out. Definitely about to pull up. Yeah, I plan on checking it out. So Sundays four to six. Um, and but yeah, also that other pod, the twenty something pod. Something, that, yeah, that joint had good yeah people. Yeah, people seem to really like that one. Yeah, because yeah, um, I mean, we kind of all are going through it currently. Like everything we said was obviously our experiences as well as the experience of our friends and and others. Um, but. I think for me, the joint that resonated me the most was uh, kind of the marriage thing. Because, you know, I think about it in the back of my head because mm-hmm. how everyone, everyone, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, around me yeah. is going through that uh, mean, stage. Everyone. Bro. Why did you look about? at Moses like, like that? Yeah. Hey, boy, my ring. Oh, he's on track. Whoa, my joint empty, bro. I, I said I mean, nothing. he's in a relationship. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's been in one guys. before. Right, so. Shout out to you. So when I see that, I, I think... I think, uh, but Remy, we're in the same. This guy's this guy shook down. He can't speak. You are you are on the boat. I'm I'm watching the boat. (laughs) Are we down the same boat? Hey, man, try the boat. So what I was saying was, uh, just how I view marriage and how um, I view that long, long, wonderful journey. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a. uh, What is that? It's just definitely been a process for me. We've had these type of conversations, so yeah. I mean, it's facts. Yeah, I mean, but relate. Ah, Jess, when are you popping out little Jesses, man? I don't know. Gee. I'm wow, adop- so. I might adopt a little uh, little Jesses. Little finesse. Yeah, little wow. finesses. Nah, you need you need you need her to have them. The swag. Her him to yeah, have. Yeah, that's that's that can be that can be taught. Genetic. Mm-hmm. It can, can be, be taught. taught. So wait, hold I mean, you don't have to answer this, but do you plan on having children? Do you want to have children? I don't know. As of right now, mm-hmm. I don't think about that. If I if I have to do anything with me and children, I definitely want to adopt. Okay. Uh, but that's based on my um experience with humanitarian work in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Just okay. being exposed to that. See, you ain't share that with the people, bro. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about that? I mean, we can we can shout go out, there. Shout out to the East African people that listen. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. everybody on the contrary to popular belief. <laughs> guy, everybody Moses. on this podcast is okay. Nigerian. Oh, All right, this guy got to reiterate. Myself, you know, myself where here, you from, Moses? Rwanda Let us know. Rwanda and Ivory Coast. Thank you. Oh, Give him a, a little French, bro. Thank that's, you. That's a blend. Nah, nah, they ain't ready for that. My French, <laughs> my French is exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Right, so wow. Uh, but yeah, tell us about Uganda. Um, yo, Uganda's like I'm not about to. 
I don't care if I shade Nigeria. No, Uganda, <laughs> Uganda is a cleaner Everybody version, Nigeria, a so. cleaner, calmer version of Nigeria. Mm. Um, I feel like that's East Africa in general. Okay, that might be the that might be the Rwanda, case. Rwanda, <laughs> Look at this guy rapping, bro. Like, no, 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 because no, honestly, when I talked about being in Rwanda, like that was it's cleaner than America. Y'all PR real strong though. Huh? Rwanda PR on social media is very strong. Like, no. there doesn't look like there's any negative thing about Rwanda anymore. I mean, of course, every place has their negative things, but seeing it up front, like, yeah. there's people cleaning the joint every day. Like, I'm talking about aunties in their joint sweeping. Lagos has people cleaning the joint and it's still dirty. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Clean it. Like, Wait. You know what I'm saying? But now, back to it. Tell us about what you do or what you've done in for Ghana. Ghana. Like, the initiative. Uganda, boy. Uganda. This guy Ghana. Ghana. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, Uganda. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, my peoples. Huh? My brothers, my cousins, my you know, I got Ghana, Ghanaian friends. Yeah, just might be time for you to go. Let ahead. me let her ride. What? Yikes. Yes. Your people. Yes. Shout out to Wallace. I got people. Forget, forget Wallace, bro. Sheesh. Ghanaians have Dang, I haven't seen big Wallace heads. in a long time. Yeah, that's a okay. Uh, back to Uganda. Ghanaian. Uganda. Um, all right. Dang, I be rambling. Okay, Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, 2011 was my first time going to Uganda. Um. It was on my first trip to Uganda that I gave life to Christ. Wow. Yeah. Mm, um, I went on... Okay, so there's this organization called African Christian Fellowship. They do a lot of missionary work um, in, all regions of Af- um, in all regions of Africa, but for the East Coast section of this faith-based nonprofit, they do work in Uganda and the Republic of Benin. So in 2011, it was after my senior year <coughs> of... Um, High school. That's that's like around the time I met O. Mm. Um, so shout this is just like o. this is shout very home gr- hometown homegrown yeah. type stuff. Um, so I had gone. They had pitched like the trip of going to Uganda. In in my mind, the reason why I wanted to go, I was like, "Kill! I just got accepted in um, to you know college. Um, I'm about to be an international studies major. Um, this would be a great resume builder mm. if I you know do international volunteer work." Um, so I just wanted a reason to brag when I got to school. Like when they'd be like, oh, what'd you do in the summer? I'd be like, oh, nothing much. Studied I just abroad. went to Uganda, you know, something like that. So I wasn't saved. Um, I was Catholic, but I mean, it's not like I was, and I mean, I knew all the, the, the knowledge, the knowledge, right? I don't even know if I could say I knew it that well, but I was aware of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was when I went to Uganda, it was August. Kill. This would make it my eighth year being saved um mm. but when i went to uganda it was like august 16th or august 11th or something like that Dang. that i gave my life to christ in our hotel room um while we were on the mission field in kumi uganda but when i went on my first trip um the night after that happened the next day when i got on the mission field i was like something was like you're going to do something for all the children on this on this field. Like, it was just some chill little voice in my head. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about, whatever. Um, so the next year, I started this program to teach Ugandan children hygiene, mm-hmm. where we would pick the most vulnerable. Like, we gather all the kids during our medical outreach missions, um, do, like, grassroots, group-style education, um, interactive, like, lessons about how if you maintain good hygiene – it's a preventative measure instead of like having to wait for us to come here every year to give y'all medicine. Right. We right. teach you proper hygiene. Yeah. You can combat a lot of these diseases that y'all are coming here for once a year. So I did that joint. I um, took it a step further and I, f- I believe I had faith that God was telling me like, you should pick the most vulnerable children in the population and give them physical baths. Um, like Dang. to wash away. Um, so my understanding is like, 
you're washing away general uh, uh, generational curses. Mm. You're you're mm. showing them like as you've taught them the hygiene, show them how to properly bathe themselves so mm. that they can see it and then go back and practice it at home. Yeah. And then we would give them um, toiletries like necessities to be able to conduct that proper hygiene for up to six months after we left. Yeah. Um, so I did that joint for um, four years. Dang. Um, tough yeah like that you included other people on that yeah and, like you know. um it was oc because when i had when i the first time i went to uganda like i was definitely the youngest person on the trip like it's like i was 18 or 19 the next person was like 30 yeah. over that was like 50s so like i was really like the youngest person and i have no problem being the youngest person in those type of spaces but it got to a point where i was like kill like if i can experience this like i would want other right. young people to experience it so they when i came back from my first trip in 2011 yo they like that organization poured me inside executive roles. Like, I don't even know if I should have gotten those roles at that time, but shout out to God's grace. I was able to like do it well, but I was like regional missions and prayer coordinator for all the youth in the region. I was executive member of my chapter. Like it was OC. And I think because I was so on fire or not, not like I'm not on fire now, but that was like a different type of fire. I was like juggling all that and juggling being a full-time student in school. So by 20... Like so, as the years progressed, and I would continue to do, I would continue to do marketing. I would continue to do outreach. I would continue to speak about it. I literally was using my whole life to promote that joint. Mm. By twenty, is it fourteen or fifteen? Like we brought, we're going from like me being like the the youngest person on the trip to having like twenty something young people, yeah. ranging from f- age fourteen Man. to like less than thirty coming wow. on that trip. Um, so Uganda really changed my life, and it was Uganda that low key gave me a passion for Nigeria. I don't think if I went to Uganda, I wouldn't. Uh, have any desire to move to Nigeria. Makes sense. That's tough. Made for the people, yeah. dog. That's tough. That yeah, is. Yeah, and that even just like speaks to a little bit of what we talked about with Pastor Chris and talk, yeah. talking about, um, you know, from what you did when you talked about bathing people, bathing people, like yeah. taking out generational curses. One mm-hmm. thing Pastor Chris said in the last pod is, you know, the first thing to discipleship or teaching people the way, speaking the truth yeah. to them, mm-hmm. you know, showing them what is true about them and showing them the way and teaching them how yeah. to go. And that's what I got from your story. And then it seems like people saw that and you were kind of contagious in that way of, of spreading that to other people. That's how younger people were able to come on the trip. Yeah. And, you know, now you're not even there no more, but you set something that is continuing probably yeah. with other people. Yeah. And that's that's kind of dope. And what I appreciate about that is when she was saying how she bathed the children, she showed them how to do it. So right. as opposed to a lot of give back where someone does something for someone once, yeah. she took them to the, the pond and like taught them how to fish. So then when they go back Fence. to their people, right. they know they know how to do it. So it perpetuates that impact, which is what we were talking about in the last part. Yeah, man. Just to just to add to that, right? I think where my burden did come from, um, and I think it's something that I still struggle with now, especially moving back to Nigeria. Like how the older generation feels like we're supposed to do stuff is very dated. I'm very dated and I'm always at contention with it. Mm. Because I would like I would observe and monitor, like I, the first you know trip I went on, it, I didn't have no role there because I wasn't saved and I wasn't doing it. I just came there to you know for my own selfish reasons, and I would observe how the older people were doing stuff. And I'm not saying what they was doing was wrong, but I definitely questioned a lot of things. I was like, how is this? You know, how how are these programs sustainable? Right. Um, how are you? making sure that what you're teaching them is really permeating their mind and they like it's sticking with them right, right. and we would just like they would have like outreaches and, and evangelism and all that stuff but in my mind I'm like yo I feel like I don't know about the older people maybe this works for like as the older missionaries that went with us 
maybe speaking to older people and older people in the villages and the towns that you went to, maybe that works. Like just evangelism, just talking and just going. But I felt for like young people, it wasn't penetrating their mind. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I was like, yo, if I'm going to do this work, it has to be sustainable. So in my mind, it was like, okay, come in to teach these kids how to, you know, properly bathe, right? Because the thing is, I think a lot of times when when you come from the West and try to go help, you know, Africa, especially whether it's like white saver complex or like someone like, Africans okay. going back to Africa. Right. You assume that you know more than the people there because right. for whatever reason, God allowed you to be born in the West, yeah, right? Or privilege. live in the West, That's right? Facts, but then you go there and it's like, I don't even, I, I'm, I don't even be comfortable saying like, oh, we taught them how to bathe. They know how to bathe. They just don't understand mm. the significance of it because, yo, I'm living in poverty. The first thing I'm going to try to figure out is how to feed my children or how right. to eat, right. um, how to survive. Bathing yeah. is not the priority, yeah. right? Yeah. So, they don't understand that if you make this a priority, you won't have to, because literally they will, they will be beg, like, they will, to me, it seemed like they would latch on to when we would come every year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would ask like, okay, so the other 11 months we're not here, what do they do? Do they just die off? Like, or right. do they just be in their sickness? Sheesh, yeah. So that got to me because I'm like, isn't, I don't want it, I don't want it to be that they're so dependent on me or so dependent Coming on us back, to just be right. waiting right. for us Annually. to come once yeah. a year to so give them drugs. Them. It'd yeah. be wild stuff. Like, you know, people will come and they're here trying to hoard drugs, as much drugs as we give them so they can probably mise it till next year or they can sell it off or something. And yeah. I'm like, that don't seem sustainable. So the bathing of the children thing and like trying to raise enough supplies to give them for at least up to six months. I mean, I I didn't reach the level where I could like get partnership from one big company that can be doing it like, you know, forever or whatever. But for the time I was there, I was like, I need to make this sustainable and I need to make sure that these people can do this thing while we're not here because nobody needs to depend on me. They need to depend on God, not human, not man or whatever. So, I mean, even with all that being said though, before we even move on, do you know, (laughs) do you know, um, do you do you know of any like uh, organizations or foundations that people could tap into if they were interested in participating in that kind of work like that you could share off head? Mm. If you don't, you know, it's cool. I mean, I'll plug, I can plug African Christian Fellowship. They still go to okay. Uganda. Like okay. I haven't gone since uh, 2015 because that's what after I did my last one, I moved to Nigeria. Yeah. But they still go on missions. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know the state of their you know, if, if it's still as, you know, OC as when I was there. Right. Um, but they still go on missions. So I know that for a fact. Um, mm, that's what's up. And for those of y'all yeah. that, you know, y'all not from our area, OC just means, wow. you know, out of, control. out of control. Out of control. Do, wow. we not, do we don't say yeah. OC? Like, no, I'm saying for the people OC. that aren't. No, but from, I think have we don't know what it's like now. Here? If they, know, if they don't know what it's like now because we've been saying it on the Well, I, feel I like mean, we said it. If that's we, true. If, Context clues. If we... Drop this pod yeah. and people from Nigeria if? listen. Well, mm. when we drop this pod and people from <laughs> Nigeria, going listen, out, you're girl, definitely gonna you have to. You definitely gonna have to explain. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, but yeah, anyways, we've been getting into it a little, but a few. This is actually a four by four episode, so we got four questions. Okay. Um, a lot of them are, are gonna be. I mean, it's various topics, but before we get into that, we wanted to let you guys know um, that. You know, like we said in the previous pod, we have a two year anniversary, or we've hit our two year anniversary on the podcast. <sighs> We Ooh. have a giveaway that is going to be coming to you guys within the next week or two. Yeah, surprise So it's, it's something that you guys are going to uh, enjoy. appreciate and enjoy. You know, it's very uh, relevant to a podcast. Very useful. So, you know, be on the lookout <laughs> for that. That's all we're going to say. And second, we have uh, – oh, no. Actually, 
yeah, second of third three things. Um, shout out to the group of guys that listens to this podcast and um, kind of in a, I guess in a small group, whatever. And they ask questions after the fact. We had one of our listeners reach out and say um, that there's a group of guys between the ages of eighteen or twenty one mm. that listen to this. Hey, we don't know exactly who you guys are, but. We want to thank you guys so much for listening and, and seeing this of value to the point where you can gather guys together and listen to it and reach out to us, man. Because we might we could pull up on y'all, yeah, man. Have like a discussion or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You sound you like you want to fight them. Like, oh no, 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 no. Come on, I knew what we could come fellowship with you, young men, and talk about Christ. Pull up on them. He said we could pull up on y'all. Let them pull up on me. Scott gave Now shout out to you guys and shout out to the person that sent it to us because they let us know like we're making a change. That's awesome. That's bigger than what we think. And I mean, when I read it, I was like, what? Yeah, that's fire. And last thing, we got our Bible plan kicking back off. Right. Um, so it should be happening this week. It should be happening this as pod, you listen to God's yeah. grace. <laughs> <No>. Amazing. <laughs> It'll happen this part. Yeah. You know so when you're listening to this, go ahead and go. There's going to be a link in our bio. Um, Today is probably the second day. So you can still join and get the, you know, meat of, you know, everything. Yeah. Go yeah. back and read yesterday's and comment and all that. You know, For yeah. Real. Be communicative. We're speaking, we're speaking a lot of things in the faith on this pod. You yeah, know man. Hey, definitely speaking. talking in the future. <laughs> But anyways, it's a four by four episode. As you know, the four of us, we got four questions that we're gonna dive into and have some good conversations. So yeah. let's kick it off. The first one is how as believers should we deal with social injustice? So the root of this one was <laughs> currently tell, recently. Nah, recently um uh Jay Z had, you know, done a partnership thing with uh the NFL. Um, and you know the NFL had the situation with Cap where Cap protested and he was blackballed. That's what it was. He was blackballed. And pretty much, long story short, people are seemingly upset because Jay Z has partnered with the NFL right. um, and you know talked to the commissioner. Um, and pretty much, uh, Colin Kaepernick wasn't in the you know in, in the, the room um, during that time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's and so also maybe like a day or two later, people were kind of upset about that because they're like, oh, why? Because Jay-Z also said we're past kneeling, mm-hmm. right? So people, to me, almost people took that soundbite of we're past kneeling and kneeling was like, Jay-Z. The national anthem. Kneeling yeah, 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 yeah. We're past yeah. kneeling during the national anthem. And they took it and they kind of like just took that phrase and kind of like bashed Jay-Z. Like, why is he minimizing? Da-da-da. And it's so funny because I watched the clip. And, you know, a few seconds after, he's like, I'm not minimizing what Cap did. You know, I'm just saying that it was to bring awareness to blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it was interesting to me because people are... And then a few days later, it came out that he was looking into owning a team, becoming a part owner of a team. And so people seem to be, you know, like in outrage, like, how could he be having these meetings without Cap there? Or Jay-Z's just in it for the money? Or And it's not me. I don't even really care about Jay-Z. Anybody who was in Jay-Z's position where they were supporting the kneeling. You know, because Jay-Z's right. an artist. He won't go to a con- his concert and kneel, you know, um, to kind of demonstrate that protest, you know, per se. It, it, it has more of an effect on a field or a court mm-hmm. or, you know, as an athlete mm-hmm. um, in those kind of settings um, or whatever. But... I was just kind of like, I was really, you know, I brought this, I brought us to talk about social injustice because like, to me, I just didn't, and to speak on it like a little bit, to, to me, I just didn't get how people, we have black people and we're sending our black children into the NFL to go make money. Why are people upset that a black man is trying to become a, a right. part of leadership in that foundation? It's right. the same thing with Where America, it's right? completely not. Right. So like the NFL can 
com- so people can say the NFL is racist, the commissioner is racist. Da, 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 da. So wouldn't you want more black leadership within that 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 yeah, domain? Because yeah. to me, it's like okay, American government. Now imagine if we all sat in America and was like America's racist, and we start we were a part of the economy, mm-hmm. and we're giving our dollars and all our things into it. But when somebody tries to join the government that's black, mm-hmm. we're getting upset. You know, like imagine mm-hmm. if we got upset. It would be like, well, there's only people of European descent in in the government. Y'all don't want y'all don't want some of us to infiltrate. And you know, maybe infiltrate is the best word, but like you wouldn't want black leaders in so they can speak for us. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. saying and you know, Jay Z was kinda saying like Cap Neely wasn't about his protest wasn't about him getting a job, it was about bringing awareness to police brutality. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like now that we have that, you know, he went around and he was like, you know what it was about, right? He was like police brutality, and he right. was like, "You know what it was about." He was like, "We all know what it was about. Let's take some actionable items now." Yeah. And people just kind of, you know, like ran with the torch and stuff. Um, yeah, but no, nah, I, I mean, you guys go ahead. What I, Oh, okay. Remy, so me and Remy had a little beef over text <laughs> about this. Me and Gabe, we if, just, you know if, if you're going against it, I'm not going. Oh no, against not that. against. But oh right, no, nah, you go ahead. I'll tell all right, so later, you know, I think when. Uh, Certain statements that Gay made, I definitely agree with. But I think this situation in its entirety, it's a bit more nuanced than that. Because so Jay Z coming in and doing a partnership with the NFL, obviously from outside looking in, from an optic standpoint, yeah, it's great. You have a prominent black man who's very important in the black community coming together with um, a historically racist organization in order to figure out how to do like social reform, basically. But I think. When he said when he said the thing about kneeling, right? Mm-hmm. I think he should have chose to not speak about it because he's not like kneeling for Colin Kaepernick. It, obviously, it wasn't about kneeling, but that kneeling was him being a quote unquote martyr and losing his livelihood, which was his job, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jay Z isn't necessarily doing anything that cost him his job. Like his job is right because he's an entrepreneur. He, I'm not sure if he lost big business, but Colin Kaepernick lost the one thing that made him Colin Kaepernick, which was his job in the NFL, right? Right. And then, and then um, on top of that, I feel like, so having a black man in this, uh, like partner with the race organization from a standpoint, like looking at that objectively, it's like, it's a great thing. But it's like, let's say for, it, it's Jay-Z's an, a rapper, entertainer, businessman, right? He's not, he's never played football. He's not in the NFL, right? It's one thing if you get somebody who's directly aligned with the NFL and a black man in that culture, within that organization to be your black man. Yeah. Because imagine if like the government... Because you said you use an example with the government. Imagine if they, if Donald Trump partnered up with a black man who was like, 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 I'm trying to think. Does Donald, like, let's say they, let's say Donald Trump was like, okay, I got this black man who's a rapper that nobody likes. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's a rapper that is like trash or is a joke to society. And it's like, okay, we got a black man partnering with the government. Right. It's not. But it's like, Trump himself. Does he have political, did he have political history before he became president? What is that? No, he didn't. But no, he was mean? never. But he's still in that position. Mayor. That's what, what I'm saying. Is like it doesn't. Jay Z didn't. They have owners who were never football players. Yeah. They have owners who had the money. Yeah. To in every sport, they have owners who not nece- who but didn't necessarily. Is, well, what I'm I'm looking at the NFL as the, a whole though. Right, because, right, right. But they those owners or whatever. A lot of those owners may have background history with the NFL. Mm, not a, necessarily. A lot but, okay, of owners are so, just. But then when you but then yeah, but then when bro. you look at Jay Z and he wants to own a team, it's like you look at that and you're like, okay, is this personal interest? I, I'm not saying that. I mean, what that's he did, there. Yeah. I'm but, not saying what he did is wrong, but it's like. Okay, last year you're taking a stand saying, "Oh, Travis Scott shouldn't perform." Whatever reason he did it for, he it seemed like he was against the NFL. Then it's like, 
oh no, you've actually been talking to these guys for over a year, mm-hmm. and now you're getting in cahoots with them, and you're saying, okay, we're passing kneeling. Let's take these actionable so steps. I think what are these actionable steps? I would I would have appreciated it if he had talked more about what he plans to do than right. Colin Kaepernick and the kneeling. And then and then on top of that, there was a portion where Colin Kaepernick's wife was offended by Jay, like certain things Jay Z said because. Colin Kaepernick represented a lot of this like controversy within the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then Jay-Z made certain statements and she kind of just took offense because it seemed like it seemed like I'm not saying I don't know what's fact or not. Mm-hmm. It seemed like Jay-Z said he spoke to him and they didn't include him on these things. I'm not saying he has to, but the way it looks just looks funny. Right. That's all I'm saying. I think so I'm kind of looking at it. Well, first let me speak to the, the Jay-Z thing. I think that um when he said we're past kneeling. I kind of thought of it as, you know, we're in a culture now where um, we are very quick to call out something that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, very, very angry, which, you know, all a lot of the things are wrong, but then sometimes it stays there. You know what I'm saying? It stays at a point where we're just talking about it, whereas nobody's willing to create the change. You know what I'm saying? And it takes, right. and it takes, it's do one actual thing. things. Yeah, do well, actual things. Do you think things. actual things were done as a result of Colin Kaepernick kneeling? Yes. Well, okay, yeah. that's well, no, no, no. So what are I'm we saying, talking about? I'm, I'm saying this saying, is part of th- this, him becoming a part of the NFL or them opening the door for him to be able to become, you know, whatever, or if they want to, the issue, one thing I, I have a big issue is people aren't willing to forgive, right? So, Right. Papa John's, they fired their uh, CEO who, who was, was racist. racist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They tried to roll out a new marketing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They, you know, fired the guy. And everybody's still like, we're not eating Papa John's. <laughs> Why? So, so you'll never, you'll never, they fired the guy who was at the top racist publicly. And you're still boycotting the thing. Like, so I, I, you'll never eat Papa John's again. I, they can never do anything ever to earn any of your dollars in history ever I don't I don't that's that's an extreme that I I agree with you like you shouldn't you should obviously have grace and forgiveness when right. it comes to stuff like that but I think those people are looking at it as if the head of something was this way I'm sure because of his influence because of who he chooses to hire because of who he keeps around him that just firing t- like taking a shot at the head does not mean parts well, of the body are Similar when, to this, usually head. when you take a shot to the head, there's a lot more that that leads. That's what I'm definitely trickles down. Because it's like if you fired if you fired the head of a police department, you can't tell me that there aren't certain people within that police yeah. department that have the same ideology. And if you so. bring good, they leadership may still in, go though. Yeah, yeah, right. Bring good so, leadership. Yeah, in, that's gonna, that's that's gonna drag out. That's why but I agree with you. To the point with with uh, Jay Z saying that, I think that of course, if Kaepernick never stood for something, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. No, nope. right. But now it's one thing to just keep talking about. Oh, you know this and that. Nobody is, is understanding what police brutality, all this type of stuff. And then it's another thing to, you're going to to make a change, you're going to have to be able to join up with the people that, you know, you got to sit down at the table and talk with people that you yeah. disagree with in order to, you know, find some type of solution or some type of way to move forward. Right. You can't separately move forward. One side does one thing, one side does another thing and think that there's going to be change. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's something that people didn't realize. It's like, you know, Yes, the, the the NFL has been known for this, um, and yes, Jay Z has been very vocal about this. But if we want to see some type of change that happens, we got to get involved. Similar right. to like, we could take out the context of NFL and just talk about social injustice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Talking about you know racial tension in 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 America. If both parties, this is going to say white and black. If both parties are just doing their own thing and vocalizing about, hey, you know, there's a lot of racism in America, and then you know, um, on the other side, you know, saying 
being oblivion to it, then there's not going to be a change. There needs to be a point in time when the two meet yeah. in order for something to be solved. Yeah. And with social injustice, I think that as believers, we are called to get in the nitty gritty of things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Become that's involved. and that's a sacrificial thing because you going on either side, somebody's going to be offended. Right. Not not necessarily going on either side, but getting involved. Somebody's going to be offended for both sides of things. I, and I, Jesus, I, I mean, and, and he cares for people. And if this is something that's affecting people and we're not getting involved and, and it's just nothing's going to happen. We're just going to yeah. be sitting here complaining and, and angry without any type of motivation to do something good. Yeah. You know? And I think for me, just this, this is my closing <laughs> remark on the Jay-Z thing, not the whole oh, like, topic right. itself. I think for me, I I look at both sides and I see both sides. I think it's more so these actionable steps he's talking about. Just let's just play, pay close attention to those yeah. and hope for the best. Because early. it could be a personal interest thing. It could be an actual social reform thing. Yeah. And let's just wait and see. And like Gabe, I agree with Gabe on the part where we shouldn't just be quick to just judge somebody because Jay-Z does have a track record of trying to support the black community. Like Let's say if it was like Kanye, you know what I'm saying? That's enough story. But yeah. <laughs> Jessica? Right. Um, like was that. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's just, just social injustice observing in general. No, I feel you. And um, I'm not about to lie. Like I feel somewhat detached from these issues now that I live in Nigeria. Because um, we have our problems that are of our own in our in in yeah. Lagos, um in Nigeria. Um, so I think the question I was gonna ask is I don't watch football. Right. Um, yeah. Who? Okay, as of right now, do you know anyone that still physically kneels? Yeah, there's two people. Um, in the in the league? Yeah, yeah, two people in the league. Okay. Uh, Kenny Still, who plays for the Dolphins. Well, I mean, you don't really need to know that. Yeah, okay. And Eric, Eric Reed. Reed. So there's yeah. two. Eric Reed was one of the, one of the. it was like Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed. Mm-hmm. So those were the two that still kneel. Yeah, um, does nobody else does? Because I don't really. Nah, there hasn't been nah, any. Not in the league. You haven't really seen it recently. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Do you think that as they still kneel up until this point that it's like causing anything? No, them I, kneeling. No, I don't. I don't. I think it keeps the conversation relevant. The conversation, okay. Yeah, you know. But I think it's it's almost just seen as another action, right? Yeah. Okay. Kneeling. So we've gotten to the point where the effect of kneeling doesn't really have that shock value. Doesn't really like the reason why he started kneeling. Everyone knows what the reason is now. Like, there's nobody. If you don't know it by now, you live under a rock, correct? Right. right. So technically, if you're gonna be objective. We are past kneeling, in the sense that the reason why he was kneeling was to sh- was to bring awareness right. about something. Right. We've we are now at almost the whole world, even right. in Nigeria, people talk like the whole world is aware of police brutality, right? Yeah. So, the aspect of activism where you're spreading awareness about something has been achieved. So the next point of action, right? And this is this is my this is why I'm skeptical about like social justice or like you know trying to do humanitarianism or anything that that requires um, like people to be aware of something so that an action can happen. People like to get stuck on the spreading awareness part. Yeah. Uh, let's use the Sudan and the blue picture for example, right? Right. Yeah, I don't right. Know, like that. Everybody and their mother's mother and their grandfather changed their avi to blue. Right. Easy. Because it's easy to do, Everybody right? I'm not saying it's easy to do. It kneel. brought, I'm not it brought to say awareness that. too. It brought awareness, yeah, right? Yeah. So the 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 first thing you need to do in order for an issue to like there even to be a problem is that people need to know there's a problem. Right. Once you've shown people that there's a problem, you now need to figure out and identify solution and then implement. Most of us stay in phase one. 
which mm. is the pro- like showing that there's a problem because that one is easy to do. You don't have to blink to do it. All you got to do is change your change your the picture. Right. You, all you have to do is I'm I'm not saying kneeling is an easy thing, but like let's say you want to like in if um Let's say like if you were doing it in the classroom or something in the privacy of your thirty person classroom where you're like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna kneel while everyone is like doing pledge of allegiance or something yeah that's easier to do than to sit in these probably very uh, complex and very high level meetings to like start to yeah uh, negotiate and brainstorm how we can like figure this thing out right right yeah. right so even sorry let me ahead. even interject even upon because I was gonna do the blue picture joint but I mm-hmm. actually. I actually hit up my friend who is Sudanese mm-hmm. and I said, oh, do you know anybody who's on the ground there mm-hmm. that we can, you know, like mm-hmm. support, send money to, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she gave me a link. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so it was just like, okay, so how many people who changed their pictures blue gave a dollar or... Forget the, forget the giving the dollar, right? Because that's, mm-hmm. even, that's even phase three. Right. Phase, phase two is to go and find how to help. How many people, after changing their Abbey blue, even went to go and ask... Right to go and get in, like deeper information to know right. how can like, I? Nah, I did my part, bro. Be, yes, and because, I. Yeah. Sorry to you know get into this because this one really gets me, and I think, I think God has also like dealt with me and like He's teaching me how to, because I remember there was one time like maybe after year three of doing work in Uganda, I'm like, yo, like I'm here in the trenches, I'm here doing this stuff, like is deeper than just you know. Re- reposting something or like watching it on TV like all these hungry children in Africa go help them I took it a step upon myself to say I want to go and see this stuff for myself I want to implement and I would get frustrated when you know people whether it's people in my organization Mm -hmm. would be like we're not going like what what are we going there to do they wouldn't give money they had no interest in going and I'm like an 18 year old who's in you know university and it was almost like they would patronize me like oh that's the girl that goes to Uganda that's so cute may God bless you but to send money no to want to go with us no they wouldn't bring any type of you know you know yeah Yeah. so going back to this thing we technically we are past kneeling and i feel like public outrage is annoying now because i feel like social media has just made made Uh, us to just any small like you hear as soon as you hear one thing you don't even be slow to speak like quick to listen and slow to speak people just have their opinion and they're just rapping yeah pause and let like the thing really unfold in front of you before you now have analysis and this is in all aspects of life people do a a, an album right you don't even listen to the joint like one way they already have reviews first track first track First track is oh this joint trash. I'm, I'm low key, I be doing that. I mean, but it's good to be honest. I be sending articles again. He read the headlines. Yeah, yeah. I be like, right. You know, no, no, I read that. Slow. I read that. I read that. I read. Sidetrack. I listened to the full chance album and I'm gonna give it a seven. A solid. Sorry, seven. it's still six and a half. <laughs> so, but sorry, go just go ahead. Shower. It's cool. It's cool. Nah. Um, and like y'all said, even like with press releases, people will intentionally like make these wild headlines yeah. and then people just read the headline and they have their opinion based off Think the headline. piece, a thesis statement, yeah. a whole doctorate degree of right. worth of work. Everyone, because when you talk about like the platforms and brands, mm-hmm. everyone's trying to push out their platform and brand so hard their with all stance, these articles. They're forgetting to listen to everybody exactly. else. Exactly. So you're yeah. not getting any information. You're just throwing it out there and it's because based on content. nothing. And just, it's just based on how you feel about right. a certain subject. So. Because if all I feel is... Uh, NFL's racist, NFL's racist, NFL's mm-hmm. All I'm going to see is that. So every yeah. time somebody partners with them, if I see Jay-Z, I'm going to be mad. Right. If I see, when I saw, when people saw Colin take the, uh, like, the settlement, everyone got mad. But right. I'm like, right. that, yeah. I, I didn't was, like that because it's like, if you had a job and they fired you unjustly, you want your, your, you want your compensation. Your, yeah. He got the you money that, that he would have made. That's labor. Playing. That's I labor think, reparations. I think people, people fail to realize, like, um, 
we're not in these meetings with these people and right. hearing what they're talking about. We're right. not privy no. like to information that they're discussing. Right. All you see is the press release that they put out. They, all you see is level. yeah, all you see is the marketing behind it. All you see is the public relations behind it. You don't know what is going on in those meetings. So in my mind I'm like first of all, this this might be a hot take. Jay Z might buy an NFL team and then go like hire Cap back or something. Like you don't, you don't know. I really hope so. No, I like mean, I thought about it, but Cap's we don't even know. Days are, nah, Cap. Oh, so the issue with the whole Cap plan, right? Four At years. this point, mm-hmm. Cap has never, hasn't even during this time, he hasn't even put up. He's put up video of him working out, mm-hmm. which is cool. You could be an athlete. Mm-hmm. But to be a quarterback, you have to be skilled at, in throwing. You but know what you I'm don't saying? know if he's out there practicing and pr- yeah. like intentionally not even putting the stuff out because he's not, right, even, right, he's not right. even given the chance, let alone anything. Right, right. Like, I just think I just think we shouldn't we think, shouldn't think that he's about to just get hired. I think you should because you I don't know. know. No, so and we don't know if he's PR. still good. Now look, they definitely is, they've definitely hired people for other reasons outside of Some people have been trash. Well, to kind of wrap it up, well, if they hire him in the front office, I can see that happening. Like if 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 he if he takes a different type of role position in an office, uh-huh. that could be changed to me, and I see that. But in terms of playing, I don't see that. No, because that happening. crossed my mind. You know, Jay Z getting part ownership, talking to whoever the other people who own, you know, like the team, and saying like. We want to get ahead on this, you know. And I thought that there's a player named Josh Gordon who was dealing with like a lot of drug issues, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, and being an addict and stuff. And he was just recently reinstated. And mm-hmm. to me, I thought that was an agenda move more so. He's a black player um, or whatever. And I was like thinking, like, okay, I feel like it was up in the air whether they'd re- reinstate him, you know, or whatever. And I think with the tide turning and all this other stuff, I think the NFL just did some press to, uh, reinstate him I'm not mad at it you know because another black man is going to get his money hallelujah glory be to God you know but to you know to me I'm just like I'm like people people maybe maybe too cynical like Oh, you know, somebody could come to the position. Oh, they only real estate him because he's black and they want to look good. Okay, That's see, even see, if they did, bro, let, that's only, let let it rock. Okay. Let us get our dub. So, what did you want him to do? I nah. think I think people have to also realize like that nothing is what it seems, and especially as someone who has like um who has a brand that has to like deal with brands and like perception and persona and like them making themselves look a certain way. Like PR is very, like very deep. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's, it's only now that I think we're very not privy strategic. to, to conversations of like, yo, we're thinking about, okay, this person did this so they can look like this so they can be like this. A couple of years ago, we didn't care. Like all y'all saw was like what they said in the news and then that's it. That's what right, we took. Right, now, yeah. now we're questioning There's things. more access. There's more access to information, more, yeah, so. more access to like, you know, and, and, Brands on top of that, they're they're milking this by yeah. like putting out things that will make us be selected, like Itch. selective outrage or like talk or you know click and all that stuff. Bruh, so yeah. you don't know the power of like what they're doing. Like this thing nah. could be planned to the T. Where like this is psychology. They freaking go and just hire that guy, not even because he's good. They could even be telling him, "Yo, don't post no nothing on Instagram. Just make it look like you suck." And right. then we like there's gonna be some thing where they're gonna some deal where they'll hire him, and then he'll come, and then he'll like be bomb. Like you don't. Everything is calculated. <laughs> nah, it's that's that's so right. deep. As far as the biggest. Oh, sorry, Message to move to the next question. No, no, no. I wanted to. I wanted to touch on. I wanted to touch on the actual question, though. Yeah, I was gonna say to touch on it. um, I think what as believers, what it really is, is not to just get caught in phase one, like Jess was saying. I think it's to 
um, get involved. You know what I'm saying? Get involved and find a way because that's not the easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Finding a way to get involved and make a change is the harder part, the hard part about it. And if believers are doing that and they're stepping in, then I think a substantial change and people will see that, um, you know, that's what believers should be doing. Yeah, and I think I think in many ways Jesus told us to take action yeah. with things. You know, like if I think about the story that I've thought about consistently through this whole topic is the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. You know, there was racial tension, if you want to call it that, like with him being, you know, of the of where he was and then her being there and them being there at the same time and all that, you know, like all the other cultural context that goes into that. And pretty much it was just it was just interesting, you know, like to think about that because Jesus still helped her. He still met her where she was. Yeah. God still cuz you know Jesus did as God the Father said. So God still created that thing for him to encounter her, you know, where she was. And he thought that it was important to even give that culture shock, right. you know what I'm saying, like or whatever. So I think as far as being a believer in social social injustice and things, I think we we're, we're not called to just, we're going to pray for these people. Like, nah, we have to actually come in and take action, you know, and it, it's not always every time um, just feed or just give sometimes it's talking sometimes it's adding input and wisdom yeah. you know in certain regards um because i think i think we just really have to are we okay if we're actually if we don't just believe in jesus but we actually follow him he spoke a lot of times and a lot of times he also was able to bring change with his wisdom and his thoughts you know yeah. and things of that nature he also took action and he also took time to teach people so sometimes it's not, you know, go somewhere and this isn't a knock to any kind of missionary work, but I think it it's included because, you know, it says when you gave my, the verse talks about like when you give my brother something. Yeah, we got it. We'll you've done it for me. You've done it for yeah. me. Oh, when you get you know to these, you've done it for me. Right, right. Yeah. When you, you know, feed, clothe, you know, whatever for that person, you've done it to me. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes it even, it it can extend to when you take time to give right. light on a topic or or just kind of like spread, you know, good news or encouragement and things of that nature. So I think as far as social injustice goes as believers, we have to make sure that we're um, a part of these conversations in a positive way. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's not compromising. Yeah. Um, a wise man once said, let my people go. And now we're moving <laughs> on to the next question. <laughs> this guy is funny. Um, Gotta make up time. Say no. How do you feel about the recent uh, Christians who have lost their faith, uh, have doubts, or have backslid? And I guess that ties into um, a lot of the the news that's been going around about um, you know Hillsong worship leader Marty Sampson, I think his name was, mm. um, and then the author of Kissing Dating Goodbye. So essentially, um, you know, there's articles that's been going out saying. Um, one is denounced their faith, yeah. the author of Kissing Day Goodbye, and then the other is, hasn't denounced, but he's just going through a rocky season with his faith where he's, um, you know, asking a lot of questions to himself. Like, you know, the Bible is very contradicting. You know, people aren't talking about preachers falling or miracles not happening and a lot of things like that. Um, and it kind of um, has been a trend that's been happening. I wouldn't say a trend because it's been – I mean, I would. I can't say it's not a trend because you never know the people that aren't think, in the public spotlight. But I think it's a trend now where it's being more vocalized. Yeah. Where there's a lot of people who, um, 
emphasize the fact that they used to be in the faith and they're no longer in the faith. I feel like they try to get people, people to follow them when pe- they do that. People have always been me. people have always been Christian and then not been Christian. But right. I think with social media and how yeah. everything is now sensationalized, there are a lot of people who were deep devout Christians and just speak about how they yeah. no longer are. Right. And I think so to read a quick little publicize. Blurb, yeah, yeah. To to read a, they don't only speak about it; they publicize it. To read a quick little blur from um, the Marty Samson piece, it says after emphasizing he truly wants answers to his questions, Samson Samson admits he's struggling with many parts of his belief system that seem so in, incoherently with common human morality, mm. um, and he's just not looking for the not not the I just believe kind of truth, but he's actually looking for the truth, um, and that's kind of where he's at. Where he just has a lot of questions. Um, and he is in searching. He's searching for it. Um, and he, and he kind of he put an Instagram post up showing his vulnerability in a lot of the things that he's been, been yeah. believing. And I kind of I guess the question is like, how do we feel about it? Like that, the publicizing of it? Or no, 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 not the post. I think the, that, that the climate of the culture. Yeah. I think. I mean, honestly, for me, uh, one thing that stuck out, or one thing that we have to realize is that question and doubt does not um, offend God. I think that's one thing that we need to realize. I think the second thing is this is good when you have the zeal and the actual motivation to go and seek the truth. Right. Um, Because even it was said, if the truth is true, it will remain. So regardless of my understanding of it, if I search it out, surely it will become even more clear, seen as the truth that it is. And it kind of goes back to what we talked about before with faith needing to be tested in order for it to produce actual fruit. And another thing that was being talked about is um, how a lot of times nowadays with our, of course, our faith and what we believe in everything is contradicting to everything of the world in a sense with, in terms of mindset and ideology. Um, And one thing that was mentioned in the, in the article is that, you know, maybe people aren't, being there, people are being equipped in the church of the knowledge of it, mm. but not necessarily the I don't want to say guarding, but the fortitude of it where it comes like this becomes solid. This is yeah. something that I tested out and it's solid to me. And and it's because and because of the pressures of the world in terms of everything that's happening, you can kind of question your faith if you don't have a solid uh, more than a, I just believe or more than a, because somebody told me yeah. that you're gonna crumble. You know what I'm saying? And I think that even if you get to the point in time where you do crumble, it's still good because the truth is going to stand still no matter what. Yeah. So you searching for all this stuff, I believe that people should go through this phase because it produces something that once he comes out of it, you know, praying, praying, praying that he does once he comes out of it, that it's something that he can stand on alone because he went through the wilderness. He went through the fire. He went through all of that and it still stood true. So there's not much because that that's just how I feel about it. Um, and, you know, me, even me in a season like this, I wouldn't say mine is to that point. But there's been a lot of things I've been questioning in terms of, like, how does this walk look? You yeah. know what I'm saying? How do I do this Christian thing? And mm. and it's something that you got to go through personally. Yeah. Like, you can't go through this with somebody. You can have people walk with you through it. Yeah. But it's at the end of the day, it's, you're the one sitting with these thoughts, you and God. And and that's that's kind of my, my point of view mm. on it. Jess? Um, so I wasn't even aware. Of, I think I was aware of the author guy. It yeah. just in passing. I think I saw tweets. And then 
now I understand there was a tweet I saw yesterday where someone was like, yeah, there's a lot of high profile people that seem to be denouncing the faith. I just want to, you know, stand as a person. He had a blue check um, on Twitter and he was like, you know, I, I'm not ashamed of the, like, I was like, where is this stemming from? And I think, I guess it has to do with what you guys are talking about right now. Um, so I think it is super, super, super real. Okay. That Very this thing's real. happening right now. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say like, Okay. Um, Uncut. <laughs> I don't know if the word is is I don't know if the word should be I'm happy that this is happening, um, but it is very 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 like I appreciate yeah a time like this right right um, I remember I think you know how I said earlier when I when I gave my life to Christ in 2011 uh, they like I was immersed into executive roles I was just immersed into that life right mm. and I was happy to do it for the years I was doing it by the fourth year I had burnout like extreme burnout yeah and I was like I don't feel like I'm getting I don't want to say I don't feel like I'm getting purpose from it anymore but I just felt like I was fatigued I was tired yeah I was ready like to low-key just de- like not denounce but I was ready to step down from all my positions and be like yo I want to just right. I just want to be myself and God right because I think a lot of times um christianity i'm sorry i don't know if this is like appropriate to say is very performative mm. for a lot of people nah, gotta be sorry. Nah, that's real, i bro. know like when i was i had like when i was um in those positions right i had obligation right mm-hmm. to do certain things to say certain things look a certain way, look a certain way right it was obligation you know christianity is not by force it's free will but then you have to understand you're doing christianity on earth where you're doing with other Christians, people that are looking at you, and they've already etched into your mind that oh, your walk, you're your you're supposed to have a model walk so that you don't cause anyone to fall. Like all these pressures are put on you yeah. to like act this way so that you don't cause your brother to fall, you don't cause your sister to fall. You have to be this leader in the uh, church. You have to be like so. All these things are put on you, and yeah. then you can't even be like. You can't even show periods of like God. I'm weak right now, Tired. or like I'm just yeah. I'm just yeah. a human, and I need to just. You cannot show that yeah. because if you show it, it's oh you're not strong Criticism. enough. How can you be in a leadership position and you're you know you're faltering you're right? Dealing with this. You're surrounded you're, by the wrong exactly. people. Exactly. You're, yeah. you're not in touch with God. Exactly. So I think these instances, right? You don't even know if it's like. Okay, as, a, as someone who believes, and I believe all of us believe here, everything happens for a reason, right? No matter what the thing is, every single thing happens for a reason, yeah. right? There's no coincidence. There's no coincidence. The mm-hmm. fact that, you know, Samson had to leave here and have to go, like we started at the time we started at, and Samson had to leave the way he left, and how it's just, uh, like every single thing happens for a reason, right? We don't know, because God's ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. You don't yeah. know if God is allowing grace for these people to question him publicly, right. to teach something mm. to us Dang, as he's fact, teaching though. something that's to real. them as well yeah. so i think like because i okay especially with me and the work that i do right when i first entered this work like okay forget that let's go all the way back to like the first photo shoot i ever did in my life right i was modeling i ended up modeling to, to raise money for uganda because the aunties and uncles i would ask for donations would be giving me like five five dollars to do and i'm like i'm I not doing this like five i don't dollars. know if this is pride but right. i'm not i'm Can't not about to relate yeah like i'm not i'm not even trying to i'm not trying to rely on these people to be giving me money for this stuff because clearly they don't believe in it enough like i do so i said okay i'm gonna work in this way and, mm. and raise money that's a word in so itself. yeah so all these gofundmes fat, like <laughs> i would be doing no but stamp i would I, do gofundmes bro. and like bro people be 
It don't make no sense. Ray, I'm trying to go to Miami, son. I'm appreciating the fact that you said you wanted, you went to go work. Yeah, I went to go. I went to go work because, and like I said, I don't know if it's pride. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm tired of asking people or I'm just like, I'm gonna take this in my own hands because I'm the one that has the burden for it. So let me just go do it. And what happened is I raised money. Like I'm not, I've raised like you know a couple thousand. Um, from modeling and then from donations, but I think what God allowed that uh, allowed for me is when I became a model, um, it increased my platform. And then with my platform, I'm still Christian. It's not like I'm not. You know, those things are you're Christian, and then your your identity, whether it's in work or you know whatever it is you do. Right. And then I'd be elevated on these places. I'd be getting awards. I speak about what I was doing, and then that's indirectly how I'm talking about Christ. I may not be blatantly spreading the gospel, yeah. but I'm showing my reason behind why I'm doing what I'm doing, and it yeah. is Christ. Yeah. So um, the foundation of it. Yeah. So why was I? There's a reason why I was trying to tie this back. But basically, I think when we're in these positions, in these positions, we don't. We're not allowed to be vulnerable, and it's not that God doesn't allow us to be vulnerable. It's the people that we're leading or serving yeah. that yeah. don't allow you to be vulnerable. Yeah. And it's very OC because every single time when I see like a religious leader being under fire for something, the people that they've sacrificed their life for, like right. whether it's a lead, like a teach uh, a Preachers pastor, sneakers, you know, whether it like is the people that you are sacrificing your life. I don't know if I'm supposed to get that joke. Nah, it's it's there's a, there's a long running conversation about a social man. media account. Oh, okay, that will flame you up. In pace, the pastors, you know, wear exquisite things. Oh. And it highlighted, yeah, it highlighted okay. that pastors would be wearing shoes that caused yeah. displeasure, and people. There was a big conversation about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I recently had a new thought on it, which mm-hmm. was uh, pretty much when people give money to people give money to God, but then get upset when the pastor, like it's in a. It's I guess going around. No, 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 no rant, no rant, no rant. <laughs> I just, I just not. Nah, I just thought literally. I just thought about it like. People get mad about the money that they gave to the church when they gave it to God, not Facts. the church. Yeah. So they're almost saying, Remy, to, you know, Remy has, you know, if he I feel like I understand why. Yeah, It's like, yeah, but basically, I was gonna say the people that you sacrificed your life—they're the ones who—they're the ones that will bring you down or be criticizing you or won't be there to help you when you're falling. So. If people are confident enough, because think about it, just like I think Moses like said this in passing, there we don't know if this is a trend, right? Because there probably is mad people that are not on public platforms that are doing this on the daily, like yeah. denouncing yeah, their I faith think, on the daily. Yeah, I definitely think it's happening. All yeah, the so all I don't. The, the fact that these people were bold enough, because this yeah. is a this is a move of boldness, yeah, right, to do something unpopular amongst right. your. You don't have to. You do don't it. have to do it. Like you could just be struggling with it in or with this in the cut, and just you know, just say but you're I taking think, a break or something. Yeah, but I think I think sometimes times so i think i think you can fuel public perception when you publicize something like this in a way that you publicize it right okay if i'm in a if i'm in a prominent you know position and i'm struggling with my faith Mm -hmm. i don't know that i have to in the moment like as it's happening Mm -hmm. i have to publicize that i'm going through it but do you know how long he's been going through no 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 i'm saying yeah and i don't i don't know you know i'm just saying like my my opinion Mm -hmm. is that I don't know that it has to be publicized. I think I think when something like that is happening, maybe it's better to take time. And you know, I, I know this is happening more so because mental health is becoming more of a relevant thing mm-hmm. in the world and even in the church, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, or whatever the case be. But I just I just think that when you're in a certain position, when you publicize 
not that you're well not that you're struggling but like or if you're denouncing or whatever i think sometimes it's better to try to go through that thing and then whatever when you come out of it then maybe you know like if you're leaving the faith as a person it's it's okay then but if you're saying like yeah right now i'm struggling too or you know but i do think but vulnerability I, is good i think it was good i because. think there's a balance somewhere yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean so, you know the guy said he was leaving yeah, the faith and then the struggling. other guy is like he's struggling yeah but That's, i think for questioning me, is struggling maybe i think it's all about perspective because whether christian or not right you can read what he said and the questions that he had it's like okay in yourself internally I mean David definitely questioned God yeah internally when you read that you're like and you claim to be a Christian you're like okay like this is I, I see where he's coming from mm-hmm. like let me check myself yep. let me check my beliefs like let me check my faith to make sure you know that I'm strong because this kind of makes you question like yo um, is is my where is my faith rooted or where where yeah. is my belief system rooted? Is it rooted in what you know a feel good thing? That's where I gave my life to Christ and that's where it's rooted in. Mm-hmm. If I don't have this feeling or if I have this don't have this understanding or people are not telling me this thing, then I don't have the belief. Or is it rooted deeply in Christ where it's just literally that's where like that's where it's rooted in and it's not gonna not yeah. saying because so it, it causes you to look at yourself. Even with something like that, it calls you to look at yourself like, dang, he's actually, the questions that he's he's asking, I mean, I'm not going to say they don't make sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for 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 him to be going through that and someone else be going through that, the only difference is where is it rooted? Yeah. Like, uh, going off what he kind of said, like- I like your hat, Remy. Thank you, sir. I just thought about that. Is this blue? Nah, well, yeah, but the the, the material. Anyways, I'm go ahead, bro. though. Yeah, well, like, yeah. two things. Uh, going off what Moses said Correct. about where is your faith rooted- <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm someone who doesn't necessarily want to have blind faith. Right. So I'm one of those people who questions a lot of right. things. Which is but good. then again, it kind of like all this questioning helps to refuel my faith because yeah. if I get these question questions answered, it only proves like what I'm having faith in is yeah. real. Yeah. Because it's like, but sometimes it takes a long time. It yeah. takes a super. And long I also time. do. Yeah, I also it. do think that to a certain point, like where the verse that I just said, "His ways are higher than our ways." There's certain things that we won't know. Until, until the end, until the end, and there is be a balance in okay. These questions, yes, we can ask these and understand, but there's some things we won't have understanding in, yeah. And that's where faith comes in, right? And it's not blind faith; it's just trusting. I mean, well, fl- it, faith it, is blind. Yeah, that's what I'm so. saying. It is but blind. The thing, is, the thing is, when I say when I say blind faith, I mean, uh, based on what we've seen, like based on what I've seen in this world, based right. on like miracles I've seen, literally just like. Us being here, bro. Like right. when I think about the Big Bang Theory and think about certain things like that, I'm just like, nah, I ain't really rocking with that. But when I think, when I look at certain stories in the Bible, and when I um, read how certain things came to fruition, and I read how relevant it still is today, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, these things, they these things make sense to me. That's, yeah. I guess, that's where my kind of is rooted from. And then the second thing I want to talk about is, I'm, I want, I'm wondering how many of these figures who walked away from the faith. Walked away from the faith because of their relationship with God, or did it because, like what Jess was saying, because of the performative yeah. Uh, nature, uh, yeah, performative nature of it all, and the pressures put around people, like people around them. Because yeah. I think a lot of people just get to their boiling point where they feel like they have to do these things or live this certain life, and they just can't do it anymore because everyone's expecting so much of them. Right. And, and God is no not even living in the freedom of Christ, son, and God is not having these expectations on them, and they're not in that freedom. Right. Because of people around them and people like Christians don't realize 
like even myself included, if I were to judge somebody, it's like we're we're putting that pressure on them. They could walk away from the faith just because of you. Like imagine you doing it like like someone's imagine someone's salvation, they stepped away and they are like away from God because of the one thing you said to them. Right. Like people don't think about this stuff when they say these things. And people and I'm just like, hoping that people realize like when we when we're critiquing someone, it, we should do it with love, and there's a way to, that that looks. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to if you want to take it the extreme, you know, the other route. Um, I mean, if we're gonna if we've been saying that it's it's the last days or something, I guess this is normal. Like yeah. last days, you know, catastrophe is gonna happen. People are gonna, you know, if it's if people want, it's people, been the last days for a long. If time. people want to take it Different that way, I was born on the last day. If, I'm 26. Years yeah, old. like <laughs> I just I just know like I, know. I used to live listen to Leonard Ravenhill, um, who's. Uh, who's a man of God, who's, I believe, yeah, he's passed, but he's uh, mm-hmm. one of the older, mm-hmm. you know, guys. Um, but, you know, like, even in some of the things that he would, people would just say last days. So, not casually, they would have things to back it up mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. But I would just, in my head, I'm like, I'm just focused on what I'm doing for the Lord now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let me focus on, you know, because people yeah, because are like- because you only know now. You don't right, know you know tomorrow. what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know if it's the last days or not, yeah. but I have things to do as a believer. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So, yes. like- let me try to walk in his will and stuff like that and not be reactionary mm-hmm. to the fact that, oh, snap, Jesus actually might come now, you know, like, or next week or next year. It's like that's not even, li- I'm not about to say that's not living in freedom either. But like, not. if you're, I know when I used to be on my walk in terms of like, like, how would I put it? Like, oh, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. I'm not saying I don't move like that still, mm-hmm. but there's a way you move like that where it's like, it's, 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 it's uh, constricting. constricting and it's, it's not burdensome too, you're not even mentally. living like you have to now question yourself are you really talking to this person about Christ because you're scared like you want right, to rack up your, right. your, your, points, your points like for heaven or something I don't yeah, know nah. versus being organic and just being treasures. like living you know, yeah. just living and just because Christ is in you you right. just have that out of genuine love you just do stuff yeah. for you know yeah. naturally and some people have uh, fear based faith yeah. you know like I think that's I don't what a go lot to hell. of my faith was when I first came out. I mean, yeah. you know, and 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 that's I and I think that, and I think sometimes that's at the root of some of these uh more prominent leaders of the faith yeah. being um sometimes denouncing and stuff like that. Um because there's a way deeper uh way deeper philosophy to talk about here where it's like mm-hmm. oh once save always save and those concepts. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just like, you know, like where was your original foundation when you got saved? You know, how did you, you know, like where was it? Because those are gonna, that's gonna be the place you're gonna have to go back to yeah. when you have trial and tribulation or yeah. you're thinking, I wanna leave the faith or you're, you know, like literally. I mean, for me personally, I think I prob- I'd never leave the faith because, <laughs> you know, seeing demons, casting out demons, healing sick, like actual miracles being. Mm-hmm. Like me actually praying for somebody who had a swollen ankle and the swelling mm-hmm. immediately going down as mm-hmm. I'm praying for them mm-hmm. and having things like that happen to me. Like Sorry. it's I me personally, I can't, you yeah, know, like, I don't have any doubt. I can't, can't even, you know, like, nah, this ain't real. Right, right. So, but I mean, some people don't have that. And it's just like, but to me, it's just like, okay, where did your faith, where did your faith start? You know, because yeah. I don't think every Christian is going to. Um, see miracles like that live, right? Yeah, which would be the hope, though. Right. I guess because of the Great Commission, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so it's but you never know. Yeah, but yeah, we could talk circles around this. We, we definitely can. could. But uh, we moving on, three by four because we we got rapid. <laughs> let's let's do rapid <laughs> fire, four? rapid fire for uh, these last two. Or well, well, not rapid, fire? not rapid it's fire. Not gonna be but that rapid. Or I mean, just just make them quick. I don't think just not being as expounded. You want to go to the third one and then go to the last one? Oh no. 
I want to do this one next. All right. It's uh, kind of per, like particular to Jess. That's why I want to ask the question. Okay, what's up? It's uh, how do you go about navigating secular spaces and environments when it uh, directly correlates with your job, right. passion, interests, etc. Um, so I'm going to say a disclaimer. I'm pretty sure I'm not perfect at it. Um, but I feel like I've been moving in God's grace because I'm still here. I haven't withered away from the faith and I still keep him priority. Um, 97% of the time, 3%, like flesh, you know, does overtake me, I guess at times we're human. Um, but I think for me, I think how I gauge it is... And and how do you... And what is your actual, like... I know you've said it before, but like... What guess, spaces are you in? Right, right, right. That, yeah, yeah. Okay. So make sure you add that into so people right. can get it. They're like... So people aren't like, what does she actually do? Right, you know, like, right, or whatever. So. Right. So I think... Um, hmm. How do I attack this question? So I, I'm, I try to fortify myself as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's being in my word... Um, Shout out to the Bible app doing that whole what is that thing where it, like it counts the days yeah. in a row for for some strange reason I've you know I've, <laughs> and you haven't been on the Bible app today you've got seventeen days that don't be you like don't wanna, oh keep you know it's your current streak you know you don't want to just open the app just to get the streak so, no I'm not gonna lie I've done that like once or twice and hey, then I'll be like oh yeah, let me go back better than nothing, you know? let me go back You're and not then read it or you just open the app. anyway or I'll just sorry, like glance at the verse of the day um okay but I try to fortify fortify myself there are definitely seasons where it's been harder than others um but understanding that the premise of me going to nigeria i honestly feel like it's god that gave me the burden to go Mm -hmm. so anything that happens there like whether i'm deeply rooted in the word or there might be times when like because of i guess the things that are happening around me i'm not as fortified i remember that i can always go back to god yeah so I'm in the media space, so I'm on a podcast called the Loose Talk Podcast, and it's this is a this is a very chill. Like if I compare P three thirty to Loose Talk, it's it's very extreme ends of the spectrum. I've listened to the podcast, and Jess, she definitely adds a lot of control. You know, keeps it grounded. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. yeah they they be going on me for that, but um, we thank like we thank God, but um, so understanding that like my views, so I, it's not like. I may not be able to go on there and we, you know, talk about the content that we're talking here, but my views of and Remy saying, "Oh, I keep the control," or people accusing me of being like PC, or people saying like, "Oh, you're the, you know, the calm one out of the group," is is rooted in my personality that God has given to me and that God has maintained in my life. Mm-hmm. So everywhere I, and any space I enter, I remember that okay, I'm a Christian, right? So that has formulated first that that's first and that formulates how i move and how i act Mm -hmm. now are there times when like i may falter like in terms of i don't know like um okay let's say emotions for example right um this past year i've learned that i'm i'm pretty sure i'm not as emotionally intelligent as i thought i was because of christianity and like you just not dealing with emotions you just saying oh god is good or i'm blessed right till i was 2018 jesus christ like i went through so many oc things where it taught me like just you're not as like you've never learned how to deal with emotions because you just would mask it over like oh god is good or your parents would just tell you well get over it like that's not it's not that deep so like or you pray and you don't actually yeah have you conversations. pray and you don't really understand like okay you feel the type of way you pray about it you don't because of 
not what they've told us prayer does, but like you understanding that, okay, prayer has brought peace at the moment, but you don't understand what the emotion was. There's action to be taken also. Facts. So last year was wild for me. And like, I definitely had like a spiritual roller coaster of like going up and down and stuff like that. So like there will be time i wouldn't i wouldn't say like i strayed away from the faith but there were definitely times when it's like it was hard to go and be like communing with god yeah. and things like that and um like that caused me to enter into like a period of like seclusion where like i wasn't doing jobs i wasn't you know i wasn't it would be hard for me to go in for my podcast um it would be hard for me to go in you know they'd hire me for something and i'd go there and i wouldn't be like like uh, mentally sound to like do my thing but I would go and execute and come back but I feel drained and stuff like that Yeah. so like now whenever I have to go to like social settings like I host festivals um, I host um, you know events like things like that I host music listening sessions and things like that and those are very secular spaces and understanding that I can go and do my job and then not like separate from the fact that you know I can do <laughs> my job and it doesn't negate the fact that I love Jesus or it doesn't negate the fact that like I um you know I feel like Christ has brought me to Nigeria so everything that happens up and down is all part of his plan and it's yeah. all part of like I can learn something from it and also like there'll be times I don't know if I'm rambling or if I'm if I'm, nah, if I'm making sense straight, and then there'll be times where even if I do stray because of my foundation in Christ God will teach me so, like he'll bring me back he can chastise me he can discipline me I learn from it, and then if like if I have to go into a similar space again, I I'm not fortified or yeah. wiser in how to navigate that space. Yeah. Um. So, um. I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and I even think you know, like just speaking in a more general sense, you know, what I'm saying like not being embarrassed or ashamed, like in the workplace. Period. You yeah. know, what I'm saying not even yeah. just because you're if you're not working at a church, your job is a secular environment. Yeah, you know, so it's it's you know regard you know now some. Some environments are more charged with, yeah. you know, like worldly concepts than yeah, others um, or whatever. But, you know, you're still in a place where you're dealing with um, people who may not be of the faith and the, the central mission of right. where you work isn't, you know, faith based. And I was just thinking about a funny story. Of, I was at work mm-hmm. and um, I do design at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was showing somebody a filter for something on Facebook that I had made or whatever um, for a conference and I realized that my banner image it's like my picture my avatar and then my banner image is like Jesus it's mm-hmm. like this big bold mm-hmm. Jesus right mm-hmm. so I'm on my phone and I'm like man look I'm on my phone and I, I'm, I forget that that's my I didn't even I set that joint like yeah. years ago and so I pick up my phone and I'm kind of like showing them like, oh, this is what the thing looks like, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I realized, because this is people huddled, huddled around me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now it's just like, it, it was like, um, it was just there and I showed them mm-hmm. and I saw it and I was shocked. My, I, 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 shocked my, I was shocked myself like, whoa. It, I was like, dang, this is... And I was like, well, I'm a Christian, so yeah. they going to know, you, you know, be. like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this. But I'm like, dang, well, it's apparent now, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and just different things. And then even like if I think about my tattoo or whatever, um, and it says God has always been here on my arm, you know, when people ask, you know, what language is that? Is, you know, whatever. Yeah. Why is that there? Why'd you choose that? Asking all these questions. Um, and as I go through, I'm at work, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm a Christian, bro. Like y'all can't, you know, like yeah. it's not, not that they're trying to change it or anything, but this is just, who I am. this is, you know, literally because, and then I remembered I was showing I was trying to show somebody an example of a video I did, and it I I didn't I didn't think about it. I just went to one of the best videos that I thought I did, and it was a video of me uh, documenting 
going to IHOP conference, mm-hmm. you know, um, International House of Prayers conference that they had one thing. And so obviously, you know, the music that was on the video was, you know, um, Kim Walker yeah. and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, man, yeah, it's, it's out here, you know. Yeah. So, and so, so not being caged in or embarrassed by that facts. or anything. And I think that's how amazing and like customized God is. Yeah. yeah. You don't even blatantly have to be like using a bell and like, you know, preaching Same. outside. Your yeah. little like things that you subconsciously didn't even remember about you right. that are just embedded yeah. in your identity yeah. are conversation starters and they're like, you know, signals to show like, you know, you are for God. Yeah. yeah. Just to bounce. You remember that time uh where that, that woman was taking our pictures? Okay, okay. Same. If you want to say, you said remember that time. I was hoping that she would tell a story. Uh, no, go ahead. No, so basically, um, so after she recorded that podcast in Silver Spring, we had met up and um, we were taking pictures like outside, mm-hmm. and then I forgot how we like. No, no. So there You're was not some story. Right? There you go ahead. No, you no go. I'll fill in the spots. All right. So we saw this lady who was. I think she was outside of her job. Like she was a a waitress, Mm -hmm. and I think she was just uh, like taking a break or whatever. And then um, I think I joked. It was who asked her to take the pictures? Let me say the story. There you go. All right. Praise God. Um. So um, me and Remy linked in Silver Spring, and I had like let me show you. I have to like see all these details. I'm. I know we're doing rapid fire. No, okay. Rap, it's yeah. slow burn, bro. Okay, the, la- the last one. <laughs> okay. This one, this one we can go in. The last one. Yeah, okay, nah, let nah. me see if I can do this quick. Okay, so we linked. Um, so I had this thing in my head where I had to like, I suck at social media now, and I had to be like, oh, I need to like post and show people. Like, I need to use ways uh, to post right. that I'm in America so people know. Like, it's annoying, yeah, it but is, then I understand. Yeah. Like, sometimes you have to, you know, do those things. Benefit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, remember, you gonna flick it up, you know? So we were looking for. Um, so before we left the restaurant to go find the wall where we were going to take this picture at, right? I had seen this wall like a day prior and I was like, Remy, let's go find this wall. And I told him, I was like, yo, Remy, who, but you're going to ask, you're going to be the one to find the person that's going to take the picture, right? Because one, I don't like asking people for that type of stuff because I don't even like taking pictures in public, ironically enough. Um, and I just wanted, I just felt like Remy should do it, right? This is how we're talking about how intentional God is, right? right, right. So we're walking, we're walking, we find the wall. And then we're just like looking like, okay, who are we about to ask? And this woman is like, she's taking a smoke break and she's outside of her, I guess, where she works at. And I heard someone across the street like, yo, I really like your hair. Like I had this gold oh, thing yeah. in my in my braids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I don't know if Remy Jones on me for it no, or said, not. No, 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 no. Probably, said, that's probably probably yeah, yeah, like, that's right. okay, Sarcastically. So she was like, she really liked my thing. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. And then I think Remy used it as an opportunity to ask her, yo, can you take the picture? Yeah. So this woman took these pictures with us, like so patient, everything so nice. And then I was like, hey, Remy, like, let's pray for her. So I don't know what was going through Remy's mind when I said that, but I was like, I feel like we should pray for her. Remy's so. You know, so I was like, you know, because she blessed yeah. us, can like, let's bless her. So. Um, I think, you know, I asked her, like, what is it that she wants to pray for? And ironically enough, I think I told her, like, yeah, I used to live in the DMV, but I live, I live in um, Nigeria now. She's like, oh, my God, I want to move back to, is it Ethiopia or Eritrea? It was Eritrea. Okay, I want to yeah. move back to Eritrea, too. And, you know, this and this. So, you know, me and Remy prayed for her. And it was just OC because at first I was like, son, I don't want her to look like me. Wow. Like, I don't want it to look like we're like these preacher people. very transparent because super. It was like a lot of family stuff that she wanted us to pray for too because she's like making a transition, buying a house, like trying to take care of her family back there. 
It was just a lot. Like I didn't think she would be that open. Random shorty, though. We just started. She just I mean, I was probably pictures. out there flying some mugs. So. I mean, <laughs> but her, okay, but her. think about it. Just got Revy. No, he had on those line threes. Nah, we, nah, we know Revy's fly. Plus, it's okay. Yeah, we know. He can. He can fake. But I if can't you keep up. but if you see the significance, like. Okay, I'm here thinking I need to post content on social media, you know, to show that I'm around so that brands will know I'm in America to work with me. Right. So I need to take this picture. Little do and you know. Little do I know we're going to walk to this wall and then we're going to see this woman. But and your, obedience, gonna... your obedience activated all that. Yeah. Even though you don't want to take the picture. Nah, you know, some, you no, I'm talking about as saying let's pray for you. Yeah. People get okay. that thought and then won't be like, yeah, feel like it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. People miss out. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if some, let's say you got, you had that thought, but you was just like... Nah, that's, I mean, I that's got my weird. Flex. Let me go home. You know, and then right, and then dip. Or we just said like a basic she would have never. Like, God yeah. bless her. And then, right, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, Remy, let's pray for that lady when we get home. Yeah, you know, like, oh, sorry. Facts, you know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, that's. I just wanted to pull that out. Yeah. You know, the good. fact that you acted upon that. Okay, okay. One more, one more little quick story because mm-hmm. this joint is like okay. Yeah. So on my podcast, right? Obviously, we don't like. It's not this. We're talking about. You know, all types of, you know, pop culture and music that affect Nigerians from Nigeria diaspora perspective. Right. So we're not this is a very different, you know, this is different, different content than what I'm, you know, talking about every week. So um, when I first got on the podcast, like they used to go on me like we would get fan mail that would be slandering me. We would get fan mail that would just be criticizing me and all that stuff because. Why did you bring this girl to this podcast? Yeah, right. So um, wow. there was one, and I remember there was there was one time I, I remember I was in a taxi on my way to the podcast, and I was so tired, and I had read Psalm twenty three that morning, and it was talking about the Lord will prepare a table, uh, in the presence of enemies. enemies, right? That day when I got to the podcast, all the fan mail was people defending me. Oh wow! Um, about like yo, we're so happy that you know she's wow. on here, Same. like she's bringing a different perspective. So That's fast good. forward. So there was one. There was one day. Um, the podcast dropped because we record on Thursdays and the pod will drop on Monday. I get this DM from someone and he's like, you know, um, hey Jess, I just really want to, you know, send you this mail. You, I, you know, feel free to read it on the pod if you want, but I wanted to send it directly to you. And he was in like in support of me, and he was talking about like, yo, you bring a, you know, a deeper perspective that maybe the other ones don't bring. Da, da, yeah. da. And I was like, you know, thank you. And I was like, son, like because you blessed me, because that was like a word to me. Yeah. Because there's so many times when I question, should I be on that podcast or should I be doing the work I'm doing? Should I host this concert? Should I host this thing? And I had told the guy, I was like, yo. This made my morning, and this is a confirmation in a sense. Give me three things that you'd want me to pray for for you, yeah. um, you know, and I'll do it in my night devotion. And he told me the three things, and he was shocked. He was like, "Wow, like that's OC." I didn't think like the conversation would go that way. And you know, we were talking, and I found out he was also Christian, and mm-hmm. he sent me something encouraging, and we would talk. So I prayed for those things. I gave him what I felt like God laid on my heart for him. Yeah. And the next day, one of the things that we prayed for, like it came to pass, like not even twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So when that happened, I was like, God. If for nothing, right? Let me and okay. Sorry, there's one other thing. I went to um, Destiny Church. Yeah, um, Catalyst. Yeah, no, church. not Catalyst. Oh. This past one. Okay. This uh, just going to church, right? right. And somebody stops me. He's like, "Oh my God, are you Jess?" And I'm like, "Kill what? I don't understand what's going on." Church. Yeah. So she looked. Just, she was like, finesse. "Are you Jess?" Oh my gosh! I listen to Loose Talk every Monday. This and this and this. And the one thing she said, like, she was obviously, you know encouraging me and tell me how she likes me on the pod she said um that that um she likes the fact that i still maintain my faith and my stance Mm. and i show that i'm you know a christian in like the way i you know address certain issues on the pod Mm. and that like you know she loves that this is somebody that go to church that i don't know if she's like a i 
I saw her after church doing something that had to do with like Destiny Church. So I don't know if she's someone that's really immersed and serves in that in any capacity right, in church. Right, right. But I'm like, cool. Like these are instances where I'm here questioning, you know, if I'm supposed to be on this podcast. Right. And little do I know, like it's connecting me to other believers around the world. Definitely. The person fr- that I prayed for it, that person listens from the UK. This person's in the DMV. Um, you know, they're people like that are in different parts of the world that will reach out to me and like if God lays it on my heart to be like, yo, God bless you or, you know, yeah. obviously you can say God bless you to everyone but there's certain people where it's like you feel this peace where it's like, you know, yeah, you just yeah. you just go a little bit deeper in your, like, and start talking about, you know, right. God or why I said what I said on the pod because of God or why I said what I said because of this and type of stuff. Right. So, um, in the most unconventional places, God can use us. Yeah. I think that's something that when I first gave my life to Christ, like, just like Gabe said, like if it's not tr- like I used to feel like, well, I can't do anything in life because it's only working in church or something. Yeah. But it's the same God that I'll be praying to that gave me the burden to move to Nigeria and the same God that like I'll pray and then these opportunities will come. Now, the ones that are, you know, that blatantly show the glory of God, sometimes I don't even know if that's like sometimes I cannot even see it in the beginning. Like when right. I took the offer letter to do loose talk, yeah. I was very skeptical because I'm like, okay, like obviously this is a secular, sh- like we're not here talking about Jesus, like, right, you know, right, right, right. but it's after when I took a leap of faith and said, you know what? I'm still, it doesn't negate the fact that I'm Christian, that I'm in this space. Yeah. It's after God is showing me, you know, other believers that listen to loose talk yeah. and that I can connect with them, whether it's off the pod or like in person yeah. or, you know, whatever. I really like that because I think a lot of people, operate in fear right. where yeah. if something just has a hint of secular and mm-hmm. they just run away yeah. right. and I think people like fail to understand that these the people that you should be connecting with in order to bring them to Christ in order to talk to them about the gospel in order to have these conversations are in those unconventional right. places like yeah. Jess said because if you go to church and all you surround yourself with and put yourself in a bubble is other Christians who are walking in their faith it's like you guys obviously need to walk with one another, but it's yeah. you not. You guys aren't. Right. There's no outreach there. Yeah, right. you want them to come to you, but it might not always work yeah. that way. And yeah. I think to to um, tie back to scripture, and I like I said on previous pods, um, we've been talking about James and, and James one twenty seven. It says, "Pure religion um, and undefiled before our God and Father is this: to visit fatherless and widows in their affliction." And keep oneself unspotted from the world. So what other other version says, keep yourself unstained from the world. But the one thing about this is talking about what real faith looks like, real um, um, religion in crisis, to go out into the world. You know what I'm saying? Go out into the world and love and do what it is that you're passionate about, all that type of stuff. Yep. But it says keep oneself unstained or Facts. unspotted from the world. So what that means is although you're going to these places, you understand that you have the armor of God, you know, the mm-hmm. breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness, all that stuff that's protecting your heart, protecting your mind, protecting all that stuff. And that's your continually washing yourself with the word. Exactly. Facts. And you're going into the world and you're changing things, but you're remaining unstained because you're your mindset is 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 focused on what the true mission is. So that's 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 really what my take on it. James one twenty seven really speaks to that for me. Yeah. So, yeah, and there's something like that you said that's that just ties something else into um into like this whole thing because also people have to understand that like and, and I guess it ties in with the leader thing like when you understand that everybody's walk is their own walk, it will be hard for you to like judge people because. Yeah. 
you will see someone doing something outside. You don't know what God is dealing with them on the inside nope. yeah. and waiting. And then, you know, whatever, like in his time, it will not manifest in the physical, right? Mm, yeah. Obviously, when I first started in this work, right, is not how I am now, right? I've learned so many things. And it's not even like, it's it's weird because you know how like, okay, your pastor will tell you, don't do this, you go to hell. Don't do this, you go to hell. It's better for you to explain to somebody like how this doesn't glorify, like how this doesn't benefit you. So yeah. don't do it. Then to say, don't do this, you're going to, you know, you're yeah. going here. Because that's reinforcing uh, motivation by fear. Exactly. So like, even if I look at myself now, like maybe when I first started, I, maybe I would have to think like, oh, I'd have to go to every single event to go and network. Mm. Now what I look at is like, if this is not benefiting me, First of all, God, the God that brought me to this into this work, he's going to bring me the opportunities. I don't need to go and force myself in every right. networking situation right. That's a good to point. go and, you know, go and be putting my face in people's face to like for, book me, book me, book me. Nah. No, the same God that I've been praying to to be like, God, you know, I'm in this space. You are the God of opportunity. You are yeah. the God that like, even if everyone is getting all these jobs, five jobs that one person get, the one that I get is the one for me. Right. I don't necessarily have to put myself in in spaces that that may cause me to falter or like may cause me to do whatever yeah. when i first came in like i said i'll you know i'll go to functions that maybe like if i look at it now like mm, it's not going to really benefit me to go to this function or it's not really going to edify you know me to go to this function there's still functions that i go to where i'm like technically i don't see the point here but like you don't know okay i'm using an example i went to i wanted to go pitch something to a brand um like two days ago, like at a store that's in my area, right? To be like, see if we could do like some type of like brand collab or whatever. And I pray to God like, yo, I want to go in here and like ask for favor for this collab, right? So I go inside this place. They look at me like, who are you? Um, and then they like give me, like they, they, they dismiss me and like give me the number of somebody, right? But somebody who I have not met and have not seen in two years, right? This person is saved, walked into that store. And this person had a Bible in his hand. Like, this person's, like, the one that be carrying Bible. Like, he's unashamed of the gospel. Boy, yeah. yeah. So, at first, I was like, who? So, my gut reaction was to be like, nah, keep it short and sweet. Like, what are we about to talk about? But I was like, you know what? Be slow to speak. Uh, be quick to listen, slow to speak. So, he was speaking to me. And at the end of him, you know, talking, like, we were talking about, I think we were talking about how he shares the gospel, how, you know, God teaches us how it is not always about sharing gospel. Sometimes it's about God may just need you to tell this person that they're beautiful. Or God may need you to just pray for this person or God may need you to just, you know, give this person encouragement. Yeah. After the whole thing, he was like, oh, do you need prayer? And then we prayed in the store. So yeah. I thought about, I was like, make kill. Like I came in it. here to do some like work, you know, try to secure a bag. But God knew, and I prayed before I entered the store. Yeah. Five minutes into entering the store, I meet this person I haven't met in two years and we pray. And like, that's what God needed me to do here. It may not have been to go and pitch this collab to these people that would just get me like, who am I? Right. So um, you get to a point, I think in your walk, especially if you're in unconventional places that God will mold you and show you like the things that I let you do when you were, when you first started, that was grace or whatever. You're getting like, as you're becoming more seasoned, like I will teach you how to walk in spaces. I'll teach yeah. you where you don't have yeah. to go. That's things great. like that. And even in that predicament, you could have, you could have been offended and that affected Facts. the conversation Facts. that you had with Facts. that guy. Yeah. You know Facts. what I'm saying? So, You're always open to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are we last going to the last one? Right, okay. Let's make it. I, I well, we I could guess make it snappy. I don't make know. Make it one quick, quick. Answer. One word nah, answers. Yeah, I mean, well, not one word. One sentence answers. Yeah. So I'm going to read it. Um, how do you figure out who to leave behind versus be with you as you grow in your faith? Mm -hmm. If you're going um, crazy but with this person, you know what I'm saying? You got to let them go. If you go going crazy. What do you mean by going crazy? <laughs> right. Uh, there are certain people that you keep in your life that um, you may like pour into mm -hmm. and sometimes uh because i have a friend who's currently going through this they feel like 
um, as a Christian, you shouldn't give up on them. But mm. obviously, there's there's a way to not give up on somebody, but still, um, but still, just still, still create a distance in order for you to be mentally correct yourself. Yeah. Because if this person is draining from you and you can't be the best person, you can't be to everything else, yeah. to every, like to your job, to your family, to your friends, then this person is not only dragging you down, but this person doesn't have your best interest at heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have these conversations. You tell them, you you let them know that this is hurting you, that this yeah. is causing you strife. But at the same time, you have to understand that in order for me to be the best friend to you, I have to be the best self, yeah. like the best Remy, the best Moses, the best Jess, the best Gabe I can. Yeah. So once you recognize that, you kind of, not completely let them go, because obviously we, we're not here to let people go like that, yeah. but you have to prioritize the relationship. You have to prioritize how you go about that yeah. relationship. What I'll say real quickly is... Um, you know, the saying is all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial mm. um, in that sense when it comes to friendships. I'm not I'm not a believer in just completely cutting people off, yeah. um, but I do understand that, you know, there are levels to relationships where um, some relationships will help you grow and some will actually pull you back and um, pull you away. And this is an analogy I gave, you know, as you're walking with Christ, it's not bad to, you know, sit down and have a talk with somebody, mm. but you're going to get up and continue walking towards you know, the mark that God has set for us. And, you know, some people may be on that walk or they may be going in the opposite direction or a different path. But to sit down and and speak with somebody every now and then, it's not going to deter you from your path. But I think ultimately when we're talking about close friendships and all that, if where you're going to um, and and where they're going are completely opposite, then it's, it's okay to pull back a little bit. If it's, you know, they're... I think it's also important to know phases and stages that people are in yeah. because that helps you. Yeah. It helps you. It helps you know, you know, also who to pour into, um, who's and all that other good stuff. But I think ultimately it's that discernment and um, you know giving up yeah. to God. Yeah, I mean, all I would say is um, boundaries. Boundaries yeah. have different levels. Uh, you don't necessarily have to go somebody. You can give them less access to you. You know, yeah. it's not. It's not every time either a ghost or keep clinging. You know, yeah. like sometimes you can just give somebody a little less access to information about you. Somebody you used to confide in that betrayed your trust, you don't have to share information with them. You don't. I mean, you know, you could just keep it at a friendly level, cordial level, still be cool, you know what I'm saying, what's up, hang out, stuff like that. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't give you personal insight into my life anymore. That's because you misused it when I did, you know, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. So I don't think it's, sometimes it's not necessarily leave somebody behind. There are extreme situations where people are dangerously detrimental right. to your life, um, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally. I think those are situations you get out of quickly, but I, I think people have to learn about boundaries and, and the different levels. Too. Yeah, there's grace too, um, and different levels of trust. You don't, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be one way or another. Either I don't know you or you're my intimate best friend. You know, Cute. there are levels between so many those. Right. So you know, many. like I have, I literally, as Gabriel, I preach about the fact that I have different friend groups. The things that I would share with Remy are not the things that I would share with certain of my other friends. And it's not like I walk around saying this. It's just with Remy, I may call him with something personal. I may tell him about something going on in my marriage. Mm -hmm. Whereas I won't do that with all of my other friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if Remy is like, but if like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, and if something happened between me and him, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be like, Remy, I hate you. I'm never going to talk to you again. (laughs) It just may be like, oh yeah, we, we may kick it. Um, or if we're in the same environment, was good, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, added, you know, but I'm not telling him the innermost workings of the personal parts of my right. life. Yeah. So, you know, it's boundaries. Um, yeah. Simply, you know, there's there's more than two ways to have a relationship. Right. 
Just, just for I ain't gonna hold you. I suck at up. this question. <laughs> I have that exact problem. Like, I've been hurt so much in my life that like it's either you're my man's 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 man or we're not we're keeping you know so God is teaching me that so I can't even well, I can't yeah, even say that. that's good enough too yeah. you know and that's so, honest and, and I definitely got all the answers yeah and and even before we and I want to definitely reach back into a lot of things in the stories that Jess has shared as far as like obedience and just acting on that flicker of what you believe God is telling you in that moment mm-hmm. and what it can lead to mm-hmm. um, and just kind of stating the importance of trying to hear God in moments, you know, like if you're somewhere and God says pray for somebody or, you know, it it, it is scary sometimes because you're in random places, you know, like I've been on the Metro and God was like, pray for that man. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and it was dope because Dang. weeks ago um, uh, there was a guy at church and he said some people are not depressed, they're disobedient. So in a sense where they didn't follow something oh. that the Lord said in instruction and they're they've 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 created sorrow because of that disobedience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like That's crazy. it's just that they haven't they haven't acted on the thing that they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And so it's creating turmoil internally, yeah. you know, to an extent. That's real. Um, you know, and, and and obedience is is a big deal in the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so Definitely, man, when you feel like you hear the voice of God or if you hear the Holy Spirit say something, try your best because you never know what will come out of that thing. People Facts. are praying about stuff. and you got the answers to. They, or you, not only you're, you're they have to access you. to the answers too. You know, like yeah. you pray for something and God is telling you to do something, not knowing that on the other end of doing that thing is what you prayed for. Facts. So, yeah, yeah man, yeah. that's a word. But other than that. And we gave we gave y'all some we gave y'all some good. a lot yeah. of content. In reality, is one thing. Nah, nah, you nah, were great, nah. bro. You ain't it was, all, it was the combination do. of all of us. But yeah. real quick, um, Jessica, if you got like oh, social, social media, handles, yeah, you know, do promo that. yourself, do all the whole shebang. We do that for all our guests. Make sure you spell it out, all that. All right. Um, all right, so you can follow me on the gram, on Twitter, just just finesse. So J E S S J E S S then finesse. Um, if you want to, you know, see me in another in another light on another podcast, you know, you can, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can you can you can view hey, me on the Loose Talk more. podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Um, shout out to my co-host Moni, Steve, and Io, um, and Abby as well. Hey, shout out Moni. You know, we ain't missing Arne. no pod meals. You know, it's lit. Yeah, thank um, you so much yeah. for stopping by. Yeah, look out uh, for that uh, Bible study. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah, looking for the Bible study. Looking for the giveaway. Make sure you try to join today. Yes. Yeah. Today we'll Wait, be is it like a day. group? Like not so like group. this. This is how it happens. It's gonna be in the description. So. Well, right, right. So pretty much you can join. Like it'll be a group of us, and you will we click a put link. out the on link. the app. Yeah, on yeah, the app. Click okay. a link. So literally, join with both. You do your regular. Us and yeah. Read, like you regular, regularly read, and then um we just have a discussion afterward. Like it's like a whole comment section. Yeah. yeah. You can reply to somebody and all that. So you know how it lists the devotion, mm-hmm. and then it lists the Bible verses, mm-hmm. and then after that, when you do it as a group, there's like. Conversation yeah, tab yeah, too. Yeah. So in the conversation tab, that. you can see hey. people talking about it. Yeah. And we've had good convos yeah, very previously good convo. when we did so it the one fire. time. So be on the lookout for that. The giveaway. Follow us on PROJ330 on Instagram, Twitter, everything. But other than that, it's the greater podcast. And we gone. Here. Here. Here.